Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It was finally all these feelings that I was just sitting with instead of allowing to sit in them. And I wasn't giving them the validation that they needed. And finally, I just cried because I've had a tough month and I've had all these feelings I've been holding in and it hasn't been helping me to just mask them with drinking or partying or dating or hooking up with someone else. I've been hurting. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need a welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your big sister and your host, Violetta. Today, we have another brilliant Tuesday episode. As you know, every Tuesday, I give you either Confession Corner or Benson Knows Best. But today, I wanted to do something different. So Through some time ago, I've been keeping in my notes different advice that I've been finding from Reddit subscribers on the internet where they just give the best advice or this one guy wrote this beautiful poem and his thoughts about breakups and emotions. And today I wanted to do that. I wanted to share confessions from Reddit subscribers, writers, random people where they end up giving you kind of the best advice that really spoke to me. So I'll be sharing that today. And the reason I'll be sharing that today is first, I'll be sharing my own story before we get started. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to today's podcast. It's almost adulting. We have a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesdays is where we shoot the shit. It's either you email me or DM me on almost adulting looking for advice and I answer it on Benson Knows Best or we have Confession Corner where you call in with your confessions or I go on Reddit and find people confessing some mess up stories or I find the best advice ever, which will be today. So definitely subscribe so you never miss an episode again. And we are now also on YouTube. I'm trying to be more on top of that. So we have new episodes on YouTube every Friday. Okay. I don't even know how to dive into today before I dive into the Reddit stuff, but basically I've been going through it without realizing. You know, last week when I shared my Tuesday episode, I just want to say how thankful I am for you guys. A lot of you reached out to me and even though I did my best to show how much I didn't care about the trip or my interactions with certain people you guys still reached out to me and you were showing me a lot of compassion and care and checking in with me. And I know I have a really, I don't know if you're like me, but I have a very hard time blaming other people for anything. I am too much the type of person that takes too much accountability for everything because I learned a long time ago that I can't control other people, but I can control myself. So I think I actually take accountability to a fault 
And a lot of times the people in my life, especially if we're not good friends or if we are good friends, a lot of times, sometimes people may take advantage of that. So because I've, I don't have a problem being the villain in other people's stories, as long as I can get to grow from it. And sometimes people will take advantage of it and then pay me as the villain constantly in their reality so they don't have to take blame for anything. And at the end of the day, when things happen, conflict or anything else, there's two sides to every story and there's always two people who caused it. It's never just one person and the other person doesn't take any blame. So that's one thing that I'm trying to work on where I have to learn how to allow people to feel bad for me, to allow people to check in with me, to admit when things feel uncomfortable in a way where I could potentially quote unquote be the victim or people can feel bad for me. Because instead I played this role of always being the villain, always taking accountability, always kind of saying things are fine, you know, kind of putting things under the rug. If someone tries to hurt me, I'm always, I kind of just always make it seem like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And I kind of, uh, I can't think of the English, the proper Eng English word for it, but I downplay what people do to me because, you know, I don't have control over their actions and I try to make it seem like it's not a big deal. And then I don't end up taking care of my own feelings and paying attention to myself because there's only so many punches a person can take before they break down and they are not okay. So I am thankful for everyone that reached out. As for the girls on the trip, I, I will be frank. To be fair, I'm the type of person, and I hope you can take this advice, where you can't hurt me unless I love you. It's only when I love you can you hurt me. Because when you're upset at people, it's only if you need someone from someone that they can affect you. And when you need something from someone, I mean whether you need a job promotion, a recommendation, help with something, or you need love, you need advice, you need care, only then when you'll take so much offense from someone. So when it's people I don't know, I genuinely did not give a shit about those girls and how they treated me. And I didn't take it personally. I didn't feel the need to retaliate because they're so relevant to me. Maybe it's a Scorpio thing. Maybe it's, that's why I come off like a Leo. But like to me, I look at some people like, okay, you're a loser. So it doesn't affect me. I don't love you. You can't affect me and you can't even touch my soul. So I genuinely did not give a shit about those girls. Like that's why I didn't even react back or really give a shit. Like it genuinely didn't hurt me because I look at them as like, what can you possibly do to hurt me? Like, who are you to me? You're nobody, you're nothing. And I think that's a great view. It's only people that hurt you, or at least for me, that affect me. And this is where I think it's important to sometimes pay attention to how people react when you hurt them, because that's how you can tell when someone cares. And I've talked about it in my shadow work episode, which is this past Thursday, and you have to listen to it. It's brilliant. It's so good. I need to promote it more, and I will this week. But if someone reacts in a way that they retaliate or they show anger or pain and all of that, and sometimes it can be really mean or cruel. I know it's hard to, to notice it in that moment, but I'm telling you, people don't react with anger unless they're hurting, unless you affected them so much. Like even with these girls, I didn't give a shit about them enough to care. I didn't do anything about it. With one of my friends, that a close friend of mine that we fought after the trip, I unfollowed her. I reacted. And it's like, you know, when someone unfollows you, when someone blocks you, when someone says kind of cruel words to you, it's hard to pay attention in the moment because it's hurtful. 
but they wouldn't react that way with all that anger unless they cared, unless they loved you so much and that's what they're hurting. And the only times I've reacted in ways where like that is when I'm hurting. And one thing that I've been reading recently that I think can be helpful, and I'll dive into that in a Thursday episode, is that whether it's your partner, a friend, or you, when you react, stop yourself for a second and ask yourself, how old am I right now when I'm reacting with a singer? For example, when I've been upset with my friend and then also with my ex-partner that we stopped dating recently, the way I reacted with so much anger, I realized when I stopped and I asked myself, how old am I right now with my reactions? And I realized, oh my God, I'm reacting the way I would react when I was 10, 11 years old and my dad would be in town and he never acknowledged me or noticed that I exist. And the only way he would know that I exist is if I did something bad, is if I acted out because it was me begging for him to pay attention to me. Because when I was a good girl, he didn't acknowledge me. He would even like forget how old I was <laughs> or what my birthday was. But when I did something wrong and he would be yelling at me, that's when I knew my dad cared. Even when he would beat me, it wasn't a nice feeling, but it was this weird masochist thing of like, wow, my dad must really love me for him to react this way. At least now he knows I exist. And I didn't realize, but then it trickled down into my relationships in throughout my life, where every time I was doubting the love someone had for me, friendships or dating wise, and I would react in a way that it was just me, my 11 year old begging to be acknowledged, to be noticed, like, hey, I matter, pay attention to me, please, by, you know, blocking someone, by saying a few little mean words that you know will hurt that person just to see if they react. Because it's like, I'm hurting, you hurt me. I want to hurt you back because I want to see if you care. And again, it's not to justify, but part of doing the work, the shadow work, or being self-aware is to pay attention to these things and to realize, oh, wow, I haven't healed my younger self or like, wow, I've done all this growth and still there's a part of me that still needs a little extra care. So I think that's a really interesting thing, you know? So this past week, I've done everything I could to not think about my feelings. Like most people, they do when they're going through pain. I decided to binge eat. I started eating loads of junk food to make my soul better. I dived into watching a bunch of Netflix to distract myself, reality TV shows. It's almost more fun to watch other people's drama than think of your own. I started partying every other night till 6 a.m. because I thought partying will make me forget. I tried to drink my problems away, did not help. I went on a date thinking if I just start dating someone new who will show me love, then I won't have to think about the pain inside of me. It didn't help, I, I felt nothing and I didn't wanna lead the guy on and I ended things with him. I hooked up with this beautiful girl that I was obsessed with for the night and I thought, well, if I just fake it and I get physical with someone else, then it will fill the void inside of me. And all of that didn't help. And it wasn't until a few nights ago when I went out until 6 a.m. and I had the best time. I went out, I got loaded. I hooked up with this beautiful girl and I felt good about myself. And the next day I woke up and, you know, cause guess what? Alcohol is a depressant. So the next day I woke up and I felt like shit. And I was so confused. I was like, I felt so good about myself last night. What happened? And it was my feelings, my emotions inside just dying to come out begging to be noticed and acknowledged. 
And that's kind of where it made me remember that the best advice I've ever gotten was from Guy Winch, who was on my podcast a long time ago. And he spoke about how it's basically the best, the best advice I've ever gotten, how you have to treat your emotional pain and give it the same importance that we do with physical pain. Because we neglect our emotional pain thinking it's not as important. And then it just gets heavier and heavier to carry. You, you have to look at your emotional pain like a little backpack. And the more you try to mask it with things like parting or attention from other people or self-sabotaging behavior, your backpack just gets heavier and heavier. Like another, you get another book there, another book. And it gets until, it, until you can't carry it anymore. And it's the same thing with your physical pain because when you injure your knee and you fall down, you don't go and play outside again tomorrow. You take care of your knee. You know, you put a cast on, you go to the doctor, you do what you need to do to heal. And we don't do the same with our emotional pain. We forget. We just assume it's going to go away and it doesn't go away. The more I tried to hide it, the more it came out of me with anger. I started walking around with all this anger in me because I had all of this sadness inside of me with no place to go. I had all of these feelings inside of me with no place to go because I wasn't giving myself permission to feel. I just let them sit there while they were just waiting to be noticed, to be validated. And it was just getting heavier and heavier to carry. And the worst part, like I said, it comes out in anger. And the other day I was going to see a movie with my sister and she said something that annoyed me. I said, you know what, Karen, I don't have time for this. So like, Please keep those type of comments to yourself because I just assumed she was attacking me. She wasn't. That was just my perception, my reality, because I was carrying all this anger inside. And she was like, um, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but I won't say anything. And it took me a few minutes to realize, oh, wait, okay. I don't actually think my sister meant anything by her comment. She wasn't attacking me. That was just my reality, my perception, because I'm channeling all this anger onto all of the wrong things instead of dealing with my emotions. And you don't want to be that person because then you're going to push all of the people around you who love you. You're going to push them away because you're hurting. And then you're going to accidentally hurt other people or take your anger out on them. And they didn't do anything to you. They just want to love you. So, of course, obviously, I apologized to her right away. And we had a, the best night ever because she deserves it. We went and saw the, the movie Barbie, which actually I'm not really allowed to promote movies right now because I'm supporting all my actor friends, but I will say Barbie surprised me. It's a really great movie and everyone should go watch it. I cried so many times watching it. And one thing they said there that made so much sense about how nowadays women hate women and then men hate women. And it's the one thing we can all agree on, the hate we have for women, which is very sad, but it's true on the internet. Who attacks who? Women attack other women and then men attack women. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I have a hard time being sad, but I know that as long as I'm not dealing with it and I'm just allowing that to sit there, I'm just prolonging my healing. When you don't talk about your feelings, when you don't let people in, you're just prolonging your healing because the only way to get over things is through. And it's so annoying to hear things like that, but it's the truth. We need to validate our emotions because they're just sitting there dying for you to notice them. And that's kind of sad if you really think about it. And that's why I started to think about how my episode with Adelaide Kane, how your friends want to show up for you. When your friends check in with you to see how you're doing and you pretend you say, no, I'm fine. Everything's okay. They want to show up for you the same way that you constantly show up for them. And you don't realize how much it may actually hurt them when you don't share with them because then then you're not allowing them to love you. Then you're not allowing them to love you the way they want to love you, the way they want to show up for you. Because how can people learn how to love you if they don't really know you? Because when you don't share with them what you're going through, you're not letting them in. You're not allowing them to show you how much love they have for you. If you really think about it, it's not fair to them. And Yeah, you take that away from them, being able to be there for you. And that's what actually finally happened with my girlfriend, Alexa. I was hanging out with her a few days ago after I partied and I was with her the whole day and I just wasn't feeling like myself because I was hungover and I was so sad inside and I didn't know what to say. And for hours, I kept looking at my friend and this is very sad, but I kept looking at her and I was just dying to be hugged. And I wanted to ask her for a hug. And for some reason, I just couldn't. I can do it. And anyone listening can, you know, can listen and think, okay, that's crazy. It's just a hug. But if you grew up without physical affection as a child, like myself, where we just didn't have that in my household, it's not, it doesn't come naturally to you. Something that I had to teach myself, have to have touch with my friends and my, and the people I love. But growing up, I didn't have that. So I didn't know how to ask for that. And again, my younger self was coming to light my 10, 11, 12, 13, 19-year-old self was the one that was feeling that pain. And she was sitting there looking at a friend, dying to be hugged, not knowing how to ask. Something so simple felt like such a burden, so heavy to me. And finally, before I was about to leave, I just kept looking at my friend and I knew I couldn't hold it in anymore. And I just said, "Um, hey, can I have a hug? (laughs) She was like, what? And I was like, "Can, can I have a hug, please? And she looked at me because, you know, that's so unlike me to ask for, to be vulnerable with my friends. It takes me so much. And she was like, yeah, of course. And then I sat on the couch with her and she just held me and she gave me space to just be. And she was just rubbing my hand and she kept telling me it's okay and to let it out because she knew I needed to let it out. When she was holding me And hugging me, it felt so safe in that moment. And that's what I was really looking for. And I started to cry in her arms because it was finally all these feelings that I was just sitting with instead of allowing to sit in them. And I wasn't giving them the validation that they needed. And finally, I just cried 
because I've had a tough month and I've had all these feelings I've been holding in and it hasn't been helping me to just mask them with drinking or partying or dating or hooking up with someone else. I've been hurting. And I cried and then I looked at her and I said, you know what, after last weekend and just this past month, I feel like no matter what I did, I just could, I can't win. And I feel defeated and I'm just exhausted and it's not a good feeling. And I feel so fucking defeated. And she looked at me and she said, you know what, Violet, that has been the most honest you've been with yourself. And I'm so proud of you for finally admitting that you're hurting because now you will be finally be able to get over it. And she's right, because after crying, it did make me feel better. And I've realized, you know what? I'm gonna feel my feelings. I'm gonna give it all the time that I need. And then I'm gonna be able to let it go and move on and grow from this. Because the most beautiful things that we've ever created has been through pain, through feeling. Because when you lose love or when you feel hurt, that means that at one point you also felt love and you felt joy. So that means if you can feel these low emotions, you'll be able to feel the high emotions again as well. So I can't wait for those, but I'm happy I finally cried, which brings me into what I actually wanted to now talk about from Reddit. This is Adam from Reddit. He gave some advice that really stuck with me. Adam from Reddit said, there are scientific facts to implicate that crying is actually healthy from a chemical standpoint for your emotional body. But there's something deeper there that must be realized at this age of emotional neglect. When we cry, and I mean really allow ourselves to cry, we are tuning to and giving validation to our emotions. Our emotional body is suddenly not neglected. And we are sitting with the emotion rather than in it. You'll know if you're sitting in an emotion because that's an insult to injury. For example, you go, I'm sad, God. I shouldn't be upset about this. Like, yeah, I'm sad, but like, I shouldn't feel this right now. Like, I shouldn't be upset about this. This is so trivial anyway, right? Like, it's not even a big deal. Like, I don't even know why I care so much. And now I feel worse about myself because I'm sad. So you see what happened there? Said the person, they became their own enemy. They became angry at themselves for feeling, for being sad. So you'll know when you're sitting with an emotion because you go through it to get over it. For example, I'm so sad. Yeah, I'm sad. If I cry about it, I'm going to let myself feel my emotions. I won't try to put on a strong face because that's me telling myself that I'm wrong for feeling what I feel. The difference here is that you realize that emotions, your feelings, your emotions, they're not going anywhere. They're not going away until it is dealt with. The only way over something is right through it. In the second scenario that Adam talked about, you actually are loving yourself by acknowledging your feelings. This is what people mean to say when they give you that whole advice of you must have self-love. Crying is at our disposal anytime. And we need to give attention to something that throws our emotional focus and body out of whack. It's a tool that we've deemed as a weakness. And in reality, it's actually a powerhouse tool that if we give it attention, it can easily bring us to a place of presence. So yes, I say cry it out. It feels good for all the scientific reasons people have spoken of, because literally when you cry, your tears release 
anxiety. It releases stress. It cleanses your face. That's what people always say, how you glow after you cry. And you literally feel better because you're crying tears of anxiety. They're leaving your body. So Adam says, I just want you to be aware of what's actually happening beneath the surface of all these facts. And I think that's really beautiful. I think it's beautiful that he taught me how when you cry, you're giving validations to your emotions. You're not neglecting your body and your feelings anymore. You're telling yourself that it's okay to feel the way you're feeling because when you ignore your feelings, you're telling yourself that you're wrong for being hurt. You're not wrong. You may be wrong sometimes for your reactions, but you're not wrong for feeling pain. You're wrong if you ignore it. And also, you know, allow your friends to be there for you. It's not fair that we laugh together, but you cry alone. They deserve to be there for you the same way you're there for them. Think about that next time. And then some other Reddit stuff. Okay, this man named Robert from England, he wrote a poem. The question was, do you still think about the ex that left you? No, do you still think about the ex that you left? And he said, I think about her every day. I have a thousand things to say to her and a thousand more reasons why I shouldn't. She's gone and I'm here. I'm almost a completely different person now. I don't feel so drained or forced to act a certain way. I'm not walking on eggshells with every minor inconvenience. I've stopped drinking to forget. And I don't need to go out all the time to flush her out of my head. I went from a clean shaven guy who wanted to get married and have kids and own a $400,000 baby blue house by the sea to a bearded thinner guy who doesn't want marriage or kids and can't see himself settling down in the same place his entire life. I swore I will never dance, nor wear a cardigan or a hat. And yet here we are. I eat one meal a day and I've gone from a waist of 38 down to 32. My shirts from a large to medium. Those sad songs that cut me to the core, they don't anymore. Those memories I thought ruined are now just memories that are bittersweet. Most men will find it a dream to have women approach them in a bar, but because of her, I keep my distance. I dream about the night we finished. I still hear her ghosts in my head sometimes. To run away from you is all that I could do. Very, very <laughs> dramatic robber, but damn, she must have done something on this man. And you know what, Robert, you will love again. I know you think you won't, but you will meet someone one day who will make you realize why it didn't work out with this woman, who will make you believe in love again, who will give you hope again. I promise you it will happen, but we have to go through this darkness before we're able to see light. It's just part of life. So I'm gonna leave you with that. I have more Reddit advice, but I'll just use it for another Tuesday episode. As usual, I'm sorry if I rambled, but thank you for listening. I hope that whatever I talked about can help you with whatever you're going through. And yeah, the moral of the story here is to let your friends be there for you. They want to, they want to help you cry it out. You will feel better. Give those feelings some validation. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to keep it to yourself and to not allow yourself to feel. That is not the way to heal. Wow, I'm just rhyming. And everything's going to be okay, honestly. With whatever you're going through in your life, you just need time. 
Time heals everything, honestly, really does. I already feel better. I already have hope again. I'm ready to close the chapter to everything that happened to me in July. And I'm ready for the next chapter. And I'm ready to do it alone without all these self-sabotaging behaviors that I was trying to do this whole month to help me. Who knew that all I needed to do was just cry my friend's arms to finally release and move on? And I hope you will do the same, okay? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave me a five-star review. And don't forget that I love you. And I'll see you Thursday for some psychic episode you're going to love because you will be attracting everything you've ever wanted. Love you, besties. Bye.